Welcome to Dietitian Boss. My name is Libby Rothschild. I'm the CEO and founder of the Dietitian Boss Method. Our company is here to help you get started in private practice even before you think you're ready. I've created a proprietary process to help you increase visibility, create organic content, enroll clients into an offer, and learn sales skills that don't even feel salesy. Listen every week to your colleagues as they're being interviewed, and we chat about their progress and success from when they got it started from zero to all the way to creating million-dollar businesses and beyond. Hello and welcome. I'm so excited to be here today with Sarah, our Director of Operations and Operations Coach, talking all things about an online course. Welcome to today's episode, Sarah. Hey, Libby. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm super excited to have you. Sarah and I co-coach our executive level clients and we just hopped off a call and we have so much fun working with them. Our executive level clients are those who've quit their jobs and they're doing this full time and they're looking to scale their online business, to scale their private practice. So some of our clients just want to work less hours without sacrificing profits where other of our clients actually want to build a million dollar business. And so what's cool about that program is that you can you know, create your goals based on your needs. There's no no cookie cutter goal, right? Because private practice is what you want. But the road to get there is often similar with needing to have processes and automations in place and then needing to have strategy and, and work on your mindset and sales skills. So it's just so much fun to be able to coach them with you, Sarah. So I'm super grateful and appreciative that we get to offer that to our clients who are, you know, operators. They're a little further along in their journey. Yes. Yeah. I really enjoy doing that with you as well. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's really cool. And a lot of our clients started in our beginner program. So to see them progress through is also really cool because we you know we've been with that since they were before they had a niche, right? So to see dietitian progress from not sure what they want to do when they grow up to then hiring their first and their second and their third team member is is really, really cool. So it's just been super rewarding. And we've had a lot of those clients on air sharing their stories. So you can go back to episodes and listen to them if you're interested. Now, for today's episode, we wanted to talk about course creation and demystify a few things that come up in terms of what does it take to make a course? Why should you create a course and what's involved? So before we kick that off, do you have any thoughts you want to share, whether it's about myths or just in general about course creation, sir? Yeah, I think just you bring up myths. The thing I would say is I think a lot of people think it's has to be really difficult and involved and it can actually be very simple and easy to do. And that's what we're going to explain. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Well, that's a nice way to kick off the call. So what we've noticed a lot is whether we're working with a client of ours who's already in business and maybe they're already coaching or they're offering typically coaching, right? They're offering a different service or we've got a new client who's from... She's newer in business, right? So whatever the journey is, the trajectory of our clients, we notice that they like to overcomplicate course creation and make what I've seen, especially I remember one of our executive level clients wanted to come up with a five-hour course as her first course about like the entire process related to her methodology, like the solution that she offered clients related to weight loss was her specific thing. And it was the first time ever she was going to create a course. So why is that such a bad idea, Sarah? Oh, well, there's a couple of reasons. It, well, I'm just, I'm thinking, oh, which reason to start with? Well, first of all, I almost get confused just by listening to the, you know, the five hours and all the information, because what usually happens with something like that is like, you're the expert creating it and usually giving away so much more than what's actually needed. And you want to start at the beginning and keep it simple so that somebody can achieve their first, you know, their first little goal. And yeah, I don't know. So simplifying, that's just 
the first word that comes to mind when thinking of yeah, the client that wanted to create the, the five-hour course. Yeah. And simple for two ways. Simple for you as a practitioner and simple for, oh, I got to keep in mind, like the end user, meaning your ideal client. So when it comes to information and consumption, like people need things broken down a lot. As we know, I say all the time in our society program that consumers, and this is a test on the dietitian exam, understand nutrition at a sixth grade level. So things need to be broken down significantly. And that's not only true for your marketing, but it's also true in the product that you're selling. And there's a lot of hypothesis right, about what should I create. And this is something we just discussed in our call that we just got off you, may Sarah, but it's also about testing something small and building up based on what you see people want. So in business, it's called a minimum viable product, which sounds like kind of stuffy, right? But it's a concept of you want to create something that is supportive of what people want but it's open for your ability to revamp that product. So there's no way nobody great has ever created something miraculous the first time. There's always several iterations. So if you have some product that you've created that is smaller by nature, it's going to be easier to develop it. And if you create something super long and big, people aren't going to finish it. Think about like the stats on people finishing courses are low anyway. And you all know that attention span is so short. That's why short form video does so well is because people want quick, fast information and creating a course under an hour versus five hours can help your ideal client consume that information and you want them to be happy. You want them to take something away from your course, meaning you want them to find success and comfort from your course so that they can go tell people about how great your course was and that can help you sell more courses. And if you're not sure how great your product is and you can't iterate on it, it's probably because your content wasn't easy to consume. So you don't want that. So that's one of the many reasons you don't want to create a long course. Definitely agree with all of that. (laughs) There's also the imposter syndrome. So especially if it's our first course, another reason you don't want it to be long is like a lot of work. So we're not using the best of our efforts and energy if we're coming up with some five-hour program that nobody but us will read or watch. So we want to get content out there as fast as possible with the ability to modify it with feedback. And so what's more important is actually making sure there's a mechanism for feedback from people who are consuming your content. So courses in general. So we've talked about you don't want to long course. So what we suggest is a shorter course. And can you break down any of the other aspects if someone were to be listening to this and want us to take away from this episode that they're going to go create a course? What are the main components that we suggest or that you would share, sir, to help them out? Yeah, definitely. I love giving them action steps that people can take to be able to make things happen. So yeah, if you're listening to this and you're thinking that you would like to create your first course, or maybe you created one that was complicated, you're like, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to do one simple now and see how that goes. It can be as simple as using Zoom software to record yourself. You don't have to have slides. You can, but it can just be you teaching on a subject. And you want to make sure you're clear on what their outcome is going to be. So what is it they're getting from the course? Because it needs to be clear, you know, when you're teaching them what they're going to accomplish. And then after that, you don't have to have homework and resources. A lot of people like to make it complicated and give a lot of extras. If you want to create one simple handout PDF to have with it, you can, but you really don't need anything more than that for the content of it. And you can upload that video to YouTube because that's free, listed as private, and promote it to your social media following. 
Love it. And we're going to talk more about promotion in another episode. We wanted yes. today to be about the nuts and bolts. So thank you for sharing that. And keep in mind, because there are a lot of perfectionists listening to the show. Yes. And they're going to say, oh no, I couldn't do that. Right. Because it's not air quotes good enough. And there are many right. versions to creating a course. So your first draft, just like anything, isn't going to look like the same as after you've made some adjustments. So the goal of the course is really like, do people want this information and is it helpful? And if you think yeah. of it in that way, because your information has to solve a problem <laughs> to be in business. So if your content is helpful, then that matters more than the presentation as long as it's reasonably professional. So that being said, I love that you demystified that, Sarah. Like, you know, you can use YouTube and put it on a link, right? It would be like, I don't know if it would be unlisted or anything like that. Would you? Yeah. So the setting would be unlisted on YouTube. And that's a great way for you to just get content out there and done is better than perfect because what you're looking for is to validate, did this help someone? Did they learn something? Did they complete it? Did they watch it? Do they have any feedback? That matters more than which platform did I house my course on? So I really appreciate that you're driving that home. And I also want to mention that when it comes to structure of a course, because you gave some great suggestions from tactics, I would say no more than three topics and then no more than one to three like subtopics. So for example, and this is framed out, you know, if you work with us, we show you this step by step. So let's say macronutrients, micronutrients, and the hungerfulness scale. Those are three topics. If we're looking at just a basic nutrition course. So if we're going macronutrients, there might be one to three subtopic. What is a macronutrient? What are examples of macronutrients? And then what are some recipe ideas that combine macronutrients, right? So that's actually three subtopics nestled under one main topic. And it would be the same for micronutrients and then the same for hunger fullness scale. Like what is it? How do you use it? What are a couple of application concepts or ways you can integrate using the hunger fullness scale into your life or into your weekly regimen? So that's a simple way to frame your course. So if you're looking for structure, start with no more than three topics total and then one to three subtopics underneath the topic. And then just like Sarah said, you can get it out on YouTube unlisted. You can record on Zoom and then you can promote on social media. Anything else I was missing from that that you think would be helpful? Yeah. I think the other thing, because I'm sure this is a question that they have for those that maybe are saying, well, I don't have a website. How are people going to purchase it? And some of the other tech setup, I would just suggest using something like Teachable, a very simple platform, free, yep. and it's a drag and drop. They have tutorials and that can you know, help actually put it into place if they're wanting something a little bit more. Yeah. And we show you step-by-step step how to use Teachable and other platforms, right? We're not sponsored by Teachable. I have used Teachable for years. I took a break for a while because you know we were housing our program on another platform, but Teachable is a great starter. It looks great. You give yourself about 60 or 90 minutes and you can learn how to use it because it is intuitive. So for those of you who are tech-averse, you are capable. You sit down there and play with the tutorials a little bit. It's possible. But again, as Sarah mentioned, you can start with something more simple and work up to Teachable if you're not there right now. And as a reminder, several EMRs such as Practice Better do give you the opportunity to house a course with them as well. So those are all options of where does it go, right? And so we explain that. What does it look like? I explained that the basic structure and then how do I promote it would be through leveraging social media. And if you're wondering about course topics, just to wrap up this conversation, if you don't have a niche yet, you can still make a course based on something that you're either passionate about or something that's a trending topic that a lot of people want to learn about that you happen to know more than the average person. And with a degree in nutrition, you know a lot more than the average person. So it could be related to maybe plant-based dietary pattern. It could 
could be related to something about how you've been able to achieve an outcome, like how to feed your children so they can grow. We've got a past client who does veganism to help children grow, right? So that's a specialty diet related to a specific outcome or how to you know, decrease chronic kidney disease, how to manage your A1C with diabetes. So those are all just examples. But again, when in doubt, even if you don't have a niche, you can start with something basic, macro, micronutrients and hunger fullness scale, and just really try not to overdo it. So the entire course shouldn't be over an hour, which is probably the main issue that y'all have is trying to make put too much in the course. And it's hard. Like Being succinct is a challenge in business. And it's also going to make you a better practitioner. It's going to make you a better communicator. And it's going to make your course more watchable because a more consumable course is better for you. Because if people complete your course and they apply it and they like it, and you get that feedback, you're going to learn more about how to sell the course and, and make a better product for your future customers. Anything that you want to wrap up with or that I missed out on there, Sarah, before we wrap up with what is it like to create a simple course as your first course and market and sell it online? I think the only thing I would add is to not... Because this is a question some of them may be having is like, oh, okay, if I'm using Zoom and I'm recording it, do I need to like have it edited? No. For this first course, just record yourself. Don't worry about it. Nothing is going to be that big of a deal. You can always re-record if you thought it was terrible, but you do not need to have a video editor and to try to figure that piece out. Just record it and that's good enough. Yeah. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. And what I also want to mention for you perfectionists out there, I see you and I hear you. Yes. I, feel, I feel you listening to us. Is if you want to do a first or second pass and schedule some time, and even if you do or don't record, but you don't actually... That's not the final version. That is totally okay. So let's say that you're the type of person that says, ah, you know what? I'd rather voice record myself and practice going through it. Or I'd rather do a round and not record it. Or I'd rather record it and save it, but not use it. Like Totally fine. But I wouldn't do that more than two or three times. So we got to put a limit on it. But if you're the type of person that wants to do a round or two before you press go, totally fine. So there's an in-between from not doing anything and then overdoing it completely. And that's what we're trying to communicate today. It's never been more accessible than now to be a private practice operator and to help people with the skills and knowledge that you have. And even if you don't have a niche you'll eventually need one. But if you don't right now, a good start would be getting the information you do know and feel comfortable with out into this course as the beginning of your journey. Or if you're already coaching and you're like, oh, I want to create a digital product, this is a fantastic way to supplement some of your income and have an option available in your product offerings. So on that note, thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing your knowledge. And you had such great suggestions. I love that about you don't need to edit it. Here's how you can make it even more simple than you thought, because that's what our audience needs to hear is that it doesn't have to be complicated to create a digital product. Some of our clients are full-time digital product creators. Some of our clients are part-time digital product creators. And it's really up to you. And that's the beauty of private practice is you can design it as you wish, but you do have to get started. And that's what we want to drive home. We are so excited to offer you support in our various programs. If you identify as a beginner and you're looking to lay down the foundations, our society program might be a great fit for you. I encourage you to go to dietitianboss.com under group coaching and apply for our experience, our transformative experience based off of my proprietary system called the Dietitian Boss Method. Additionally, we offer a higher level program called Executive to help you hire and manage a staff as you expand and scale your program, whether you're offering a membership, course, group programming, private coaching, or a combination of various different offerings. We're here to help you on your journey with developing processes and implementing the operational foundation that you need 
to reach your goals. A lot of our clients want to work 20 hours or less a week, and we're so proud to say that we've helped them achieve that goal, and you'll hear their stories on this podcast. Make sure to stay tuned and apply if you're looking for support to get there faster and meet some colleagues along the way who share your same growth mindset.